And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you willing to gamble eight bucks? It's an uncomfortable, unpleasant proposition. Necessary, I grant you, and that's why I was so delighted to learn about good fruit. You don't want to spend a whole bunch of money. That's ostentatious. But you want something that is really good, a delicious apple. A beautifully ripened, naturally ripened apple. But frankly, that's not what attracted me. A fellow named NedWeiss.com. He is a physician. A physician who I have entrusted my care to for over 200 years. If you need a gift for someone, stop at the gift shop. I'm depending on Ned Weiss to help you. When Ned tells you something, you can depend on it. Dot com. May I repeat that? Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Ned Weiss. Ned Weiss. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Your face will say thanks. Dot com. May I repeat that? Buckaroo. Holiday. Buckaroo. Holiday. Hey, whoa. <laughs> man, oh man. Hey, Mike Murphy here. Some call me sport. Hey, hey, come on now. Listen up, won't you? Come on. So, yeah, here I am, welcoming you to the return of Buckaroo Holiday. A fun packed. Uh, eh, fuck it. That's better out here. All alone. You know, it's been a few months since the last show. That was a collection of my own music, and also by far the least listened to episode of Buckaroo Holiday to date. I do thank the several of you who enjoyed it and told me so. Deeply appreciated. And I mean that without irony. Before my computer just flat out died on me, I'd almost completed the next show, and that would have quickly and mercifully superseded all that personal indulgence. That zany intro you just heard with the angry mob and these crickets here, that's how the next show was supposed to open. Maybe it was some kind of an unconscious portent of what was about to happen. Because in the wretched events of recent weeks, everything has changed. And I don't mean in the news, we all know about that. I mean with regard to my own life, which is always my topic. Especially since this interminable lockdown began, my already barren social life has been reduced to little dribs and drabs of online interaction. You know, a few people actually call me on the phone sometimes. And, uh, you know, I usually, I'm usually instantly angry when the phone rings, because it's... If it ain't a robocall, it's just bad fucking news. But so far, the occasional calls I get from friends have been welcome. I think I've been lucky. Haven't heard from anybody that I'm like, oh, shit. But anyway, so email and Facebook, that's where the vestigial shreds of my social life stir faintly in the dying breeze. More and more, these shreds have blown away 
talking on unfriendings, unfollowings. Guess that's how it is. We here at Buckaroo Holidays speak only for ourselves, and that ridiculous little tortured syntax was plural for yours truly, and that's how it feels. I'm the entertainer, and I'm the audience. If you listen, I hope you like it. And if you don't, it's a damn shame. Right now, I'm just hoping to recapture the fun of doing this for my own sake. I'm not sure I will, because I'm frankly in a state of complete despair. And uh, if the fun has stopped, then so will this. I'm not here to preach or orate, so I probably won't. If I feel like it, I will, because it's mine. But for now, anyway, I'm just going to turn to music and I'm going to turn away from everything else.
another shipping forecast issued by the Met Office at 2343 on Saturday the 18th. There are warnings of gales in all areas except Trafalgar. The general synopsis at 1800, low 200 miles south of Iceland. Before that excerpt from the shipping forecast, heard this little, what would you call it, a uh, an interlude from Miles Davis's Porgy and Bess album, one of his great collaborations with Gil Evans, of course, and that was Here Come De Honey Man, dialect as spelled on Miles' album. Which is worse, me saying De Honey Man, because that's how it's written, or to impose uh, old school English on it and call it The Honey Man? Oh, it's a minefield. Oh, oh. And um, listening to that reminds me of the first time I got a uh, bootleg of the Beach Boys' Smile album. This was in the early to mid-80s. And my understanding was that all that music Brian had made for Smile had been destroyed, that he burned it down, burned the tapes or something. So it was shocking that this album came out, and I spent the enormous amount of money it cost at Record Stop in Ronkonkoma. Took it home and was in ecstasy listening to it. Then suddenly I'm like, this is awfully familiar, and it was that Miles Davis track. Um, I don't know why it was on there. It was somebody, somebody's idea of a joke, maybe. But really, it did sound like it could have been on that album. It sounded maybe like a section of Child is Father of the Man. It's a beautiful little bonbon, I guess, you know. Uh, kind of put it in the category of All the Tired Horses by Bob Dylan. It kind of floats in, does its thing briefly, floats out doesn't attempt to be anything more grand than that. And before that, Benjamin Britten with an excerpt from his Fantasy for Strings. Fantasy with a PH. Englishman, what can you say, you know? Eesh. Beautiful piece worth listening to in its entirety, but that section was all I was in the mood for using right now. And at first it was The Stranglers, the show that got aborted that this is replacing would have included that because I was started right after learning of Dave Greenfield's death the great keyboard player from the Stranglers I love the Stranglers and though I normally don't try to do much of this in memoriam stuff or that's all I'd be playing frankly but rest in peace Dave thanks for so many great records low 200 miles south of Iceland 960 drifting slowly east and filling Low, 250 miles northeast of the Faroes, 956, moving steadily north and deepening 940 by 1800 Sunday. High, Trafalgar, 1033, slow moving with little change. The area forecast for the next 24 hours. Viking, north and south of the to mention a kind of cool thing I was uh, watching The Five the other day yeah, you know which is a Fox show so I know I know it. it's uh, damning that I said that damning that I watched that and I'm ashamed of myself and I uh, should apologize I, I'm, I'm thinking about starting to give a fuck but uh, I'm not there yet so what are you going to do uh, they as they were going to a commercial break familiar songs started playing it was Fazan by Sop with Camel which I've never heard anywhere outside of the Buckaroo Holiday. I briefly entertained the thought that maybe Greg Gutfeld listens to Buckaroo Holiday. Well, I doubt it, but that'd be cool, because I think he's actually 
a very smart guy and a very witty guy. We attended a taping of one of his shows, and I got to tell you, the food they provide while you wait was amazing. It was so well catered, better than anything I've ever had in a green room or in a waiting room for an audience or on any show. And I've been in a lot of these rooms for some reason. Daily Show didn't give us nothing. John Stewart was nice. He's also witty and smart. No idea what, if anything, Trevor Noah serves. One of the saddest stories in music to me is the life story of Jackson C. Frank. As a listener, it's tragic because of the potential he represented as a songwriter. His accomplishment was enormous, but there should have been so much more, but he just couldn't catch a break, this guy. His life was brutally tough and um, at every turn in his life from childhood on till his untimely death he just couldn't escape uh, all sorts of random horror but we had him for a while and he did some incredible work and here's one by him just like anything to sing to sing to sing is a state of mind Sunlight dances slowly On a drum beat's broken rhyme I speak in answers only To see them in my mind If I had a penny it in the sea to see if it would float away or grow up any tree I play the fool of rhythm to speak of what is sane I never think of singing to those who feel the same See the color in my hair Hunt for golden porridge bowls Hear the paper tear Just like anything To sing, to sing, to sing Is a state of mind I'm a long way from home 
with no place to go. Down on runway number nine, 747 set to go. But I'm stuck here on the ground where the cold wind blows. Well, the liquor tasted good. Lightfoot song, Early Morning Rain. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot's own version of that is great. Bob Dylan cut it. The first version I'd ever heard was uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, which is a beautiful take on it. Although, it, it, to my ears now, it has that kind of simpering quality that those guys could somehow have, you know, like uh, like the spoken emphasis, you know, uh, and my pocket's full of sand, you know, that kind of thing. I, 
And as I mentioned before, Jackson C. Frank, just like anything from his soul album, really, his soul official album. If you're not familiar with his life and work, I strongly recommend that you check it out. Certainly his most well-known song is Blues Run the Game, which has been covered by everybody, including um, Nick Drake. So if Nick Drake's covering your song, for God's sake, you know, probably got something going on. But he was a man marked for misery and woe. And if you're ever feeling bad about your life, reading about his ought to cure you for a while. But I kind of think about it, here was one individual human life, haunted by tragedy, horror, sorrow. And he managed to produce some beautiful, sustaining music. That's something to admire. And I wish more people would use their time as creatively and generously, no matter how lucky or unlucky they are, and speak from their individual personal experience for the possible benefit of other individual human beings going through their own experiences. There once was a very famous man On his famous horse he'd ride through the land The people used to see him everywhere When he died they put a statue in the square Here comes the equestrian statue Prancing up and down the square Little old lady stop and say well, I declare Once a month on a Friday there's a man With a mop and bucket in his hand To him it's just another working day So he whistles as he rubs and scrubs away Here comes the equestrian statue Prancing up and down the square Little old lady stop and say Well, I declare It's a sight to bring you joy You feel so gay And it's guaranteed to brighten up your day If it's grey Up and down the square Little old lady stop and say Well, I declare It's a sight to bring you joy You feel so gay And it's guaranteed to brighten up your day If it's grey
wintry showers, moderate or poor, becoming good. German Bite Humber. You heard the psychedelic furs with no tears from their album Talk, Talk, Talk. Really dug that album when it came out. There's a lot of good songs on it. I still go back to it. Richard Butler, who lives upstate New York as far as I know, um, did a solo album I really, really like too. Very different type of work. Maybe I'll play some something from that at some point. I remember thinking when that record came out, though, Talk, 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 that uh, he's singing about the weathermen, and it seemed sort of dated to me. I agreed with it, the philosophy of it, the apparent philosophy of it, but I thought the weathermen was something we had put behind us, this idiot, violent radicalism. But before that, you heard Bill Frizzell from his album, Have a Little Faith. It was an album of Americana, material and he did a few excerpts on it from the first movement of Three Places in New England by Charles Ives who you might know him a little fond of. The movement was entitled The St. Gardens in Boston Common which is unsurprisingly a sculpture by the great Augustus St. Gardens created to honor the 54th Regiment of Colonel Shaw during the Civil War it was an all black regiment. Their story was told in the 1989 movie Glory that statue recently defaced, vandalized, and you can probably guess how I feel about that. Speaking of statues, we had the Bonzo Dog Band. At that time, they were still the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band with the equestrian statue. Now here's something by Wilbert Harrison. I'm 
Come out 
sparkles with first forget and the parenthetical what has made you blue those guys are from texas they had a long long long-ish career i guess from the 50s through the 70s and that record which to me sounds a little bit like um you know it has a little bit of the everly brothers to it a little bit of the fleetwoods it has a a mysterious feel to it. There's something clunky about it, but also something, I think, a little magical. Recorded in 1967, believe it or not. They, uh, kind of a band out of time. That was a B-side. And they cut a lot of interesting records. Uh, that one, uh, just, like I said, has a magic for me. Uh, prior to that was Una Mae Carlisle. She was a protege of Fats Waller. And had a relatively brief life she died at the age of 40 she had a lot of health problems but she was a marvelous singer i loved the delivery in that song and she wrote that song and she played piano on it so she was a triple threat and uh cut a lot of really cool sides uh never really became a star maybe because of the uh restrictions forced on her by her health situation and at top that Kansas City hitmaker Wilbert Harrison with his Lucky in Love. Kiss me once, oh kiss me twice. Give me a taste of paradise. I don't need the blues, always on my shoulder. They give me a cold feeling. Getting colder Oh my stars How you undo me Oh my stars Oh my stars You Sun's going down in the sky, different colors. Baby, run and see the different hues. I feel alright, but these times are bad. Mama, run here, help me with these blues. Oh, my stars, how you undo me. Oh, Oh, my stars, oh, my stars, you You see that spider going up the wall, he going up there, get his ashes off. He taking that trip along the mighty top He learning them ladies The old spider rock Oh my stars how you undo me Oh my stars Oh my stars You
your face will say thanks. Dot com. Dot com. Well, uh, well, uh, your pretty hair grows like the wild, wild rose where the great trees rise and the sweet brook flows. Well, uh, well, your smile is wide as the countryside where the buttercup blooms and the butterfly goes. Spring loves to sit on your shoulder and there's little bits of night in your eyes Oh my willow willow While the great stars shine and the green hills climb and the wild winds blow I will love you willow I will love you willow I will love you so. So you hear a song like that and you're thinking to yourself, all right, it sounds like a show tune. Uh, I get that. Not not that uh, mind-boggling, you know, not that, not as big a grabber as maybe I've come to expect from the show tunes on Buckaroo Holiday. But there's a reason for this. I think it's a great song. I, I love that song. I, well, I don't love it. I, I like that song a lot. And uh, I get that it's unprepossessing. Some might call it dull, blah, boring. Well, you know, I disagree. But that's neither here nor there. A song like that is kind of like the difference between a memorable wedding reception with all those special emotions and uh, sensations and a perfect cup of coffee on a Wednesday in February. You know, it's the kind of thing you forget instantly. But while you're doing it, it is actually sublime. So you want to vividly experience it. Well, I've been having a couple of buckaroos, which is why maybe I'm wool gathering a little bit here. But uh, anyway, go back to that song at some point. Listen to it. And savor the simple affectionate feeling that it conveys so well it was from a show called the secret life of walter mitty from 1964 sung by a guy named charles rydell and um, let me tell you about the composer his name is leon carr and you want to hear about a versatile career holy moses listen to this back in your uh, legendarily Silly atomic age wasn't so silly at the time, but anyway, he wrote this. That's right, he did that. See, people write these things, man, they don't just fall off the trees. Isn't that incredible? He did that, and then he did this. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts, mounds don't. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. How much vulgar childhood humor was inspired by that jingle. 
Nice work. And then there was this number he wrote. So, lift a glass to Leon Carr. Very versatile composer. Very successful career. Mm. Good buckaroo. Westerly, westerly, westerly. Well, now that little excursion into uh, musical education was recorded for the aborted show. As it happens, I'm sitting here, I'm having a cappuccino, sober as a judge, and I should tell you about the songs that preceded that. See, most of that show I chucked, but since I bothered to do that little edited bit with those little excerpts of Almond Joy commercials and whatnot, thought it might be worth salvaging for this, entertainment-wise. Anyway, the first thing you heard in that set was Michael Hurley with Oh My Stars. I know a lot of people love Michael Hurley. I like him. A lot of his stuff is terrific, but that one has a magic. Uh, really, I also like his early stuff. That I think he recorded for Folkways. And there's something strange and special about that stuff. And then after that, I had uh, Salia by a band from Senegal called uh, Toure Kunda, which I first heard on a compilation called New Africa back in the 80s. I think the original album it was on was just called Turakunda. They're a family band. But it caught my ear in that compilation because it was just obviously such a great pop song. In fact, I was hanging out in the schoolyard gents some years ago with somebody in on one of the mixes that I put together for our hangs. That song came up. And this friend of mine who was into a lot of African music kind of sneered at that one. Thought it was too slick. I don't know. I mean, I think I like pop music. To me, it's irresistible pop. It's actually kind of ecstatic to my ears. But I guess he wanted something that sounded more um, primitive. He's <laughs> of European. You know, they're bigots, those Europeans. I swear to God. I decided to decolonize my bar right then and there. Get out. Get out. Go back over the ocean. You want to... You want to look askance at my Tori Kunda record? <laughs> Here's your chapeau. What's your subito? You know what I mean? Yeah, I told him. Anyway, the next cut. Man, a killer. By a band called Crushed Butler. 1969, that was recorded. And it was a B-side at that time. My son's alive. Talk about a precursor to punk and metal. Band never really got too far, but Wow. Your cow eyes ain't got me You can squeal, you can squirm But this time I'm firm, baby Suffer Uh Uh-uh No slope Leave behind your last hope You can go throw a fit Cause this time that's it Baby, suffer. 
Go ahead and crawl, ball, do as you please. Now I know what's best. Sit around and sigh, cry, beg on your knees. I'm totally unimpressed. Sorry, no dice. My heart's filled with dry ice. You can moan, you can move. Got two words for you, baby. Suffer. Baby, suffer. I want you to suffer, my little baby. Go look around, look around, look around, and suffer. You need help, hon.
since I've seen you Oh, it's been a long, long time Since I've been close to you And I know was Richard Caton with It's Been a Long Time from 1968. Richard Caton, C-A-I-T-O-N, if you ever want to look him up, and you should. He was a New Orleans artist, cut a lot of records beginning in 1964, over a couple of decades and many, many labels, some of them small, some of them tiny. His career never got anywhere, but he had a sweet sound, wrote some lovely material, and that one is a great example of it. It's that sweet soul thing, that 60s sweet soul that I love so much. Reminds me a little bit of Joe Hinton, if you know his stuff. And it's got just enough clunkiness in the arrangement. It doesn't sound as slick as some of your major label stuff. And Not that slick is bad and clunk is good. It just often comes with a certain personal feel that uh, you can't fake. Needless to say, I'm very moved by stories of talented artists who struggle for years and never really get anywhere wonder why um but yeah it's uh, very moving and i like his story and kind of inspiring because he kept at it and kept the quality of his work up long after he actually retired from recording and performing he became a kind of a cult figure in in these obsessive soul circles and returned to performing and finally got some of his due and he handled it all with great grace and aplomb and uh, good for him then before that there was a brief interlude on a um, midi piano I played about as much of it as you needed to hear because some of it starts to sound um, well like, like a midi piano track 
But I can't find a recording of that song, proper recording of it. Obad by Reginald Forsyth. Forsyth was a really interesting composer. And I should probably play a proper record by him later. I will. I'll play another one in the show and I'll tell you all about him. I just wanted to use that bit as a segue from Catherine of Aragon by Rick Wakeman from his Six Wives of Henry VIII album. There's a performance of that on the Yes Songs album where he does like a medley of pieces from that album. And like most of that Yes Songs album, it sounds like crap. He also intersperses all this silly kind of silent movie parody piano and a hallelujah chorus thing. You know, it's kitchen sink progressive hijinks. Um, but anyway, the the way he articulates the melodic line on that Yes Songs album is preferable to that one from the original studio album. But overall, that's a better recording. It's pretty much Yes without John Anderson. And um, that can't be all bad. Although I don't want to insult John Anderson. I met him and sang on stage with him one time. And uh, he was very nice. A side note on the Rick Wakeman cut. He was doing a session for Cat Stevens. Uh, the song Morning Has Broken. And while he was in the studio, he was kind of dithering around with uh, that piece that you just heard. And Cat Stevens said, Oh, I want to use that on this song. And he said, Well, no, that's that's for me. That's my my track. But Stevens insisted, and that florid little piano lick that opens Morning Has Broken and recurs throughout it was Wakeman's uh, way of accommodating Cat Stevens. And you can hear it in, in the Catherine of Aragon piece, very similar, little piano, Philip. And for his generosity to Cat Stevens, Wakeman was not credited on the album. Not at the time, anyway, but, you know, what do you expect from somebody who uh, who eventually said that he wanted to see Salman Rushdie killed for maligning the prophet? Later said he was kidding. Also later gave Rick Wakeman credit. Guess he was kidding about that, too. Prick. First thing I played was Dick Hames' Suffer. If you've never heard of Dick Hames, he was a big, big star in the 1940s, especially. I think it was when Sinatra left Dorsey, Dick Hames became the boy singer and uh, became a huge, hugely popular. Cut a lot of records with the Andrews sisters. And uh, I'm not too crazy about most of his stuff, but that's that's an oddity. Kind of like that record. Reminds me of uh, Conrad Birdie. Stop it, stop it. 
Very nice. Well, that little set you just heard, the first thing you heard there was the, the Cortinas, not to be confused with a 70s punk band by that name. These guys were a 60s act. That little psychedelic record there was Phoebe's Flower Shop from 1968. They later became a band called Octopus, kind of a heavy prog sort of a thing. Um, in fact, there's an octopus cut that I've uh, sampled to use on a track of my own that you'll never hear because uh, you know, keeping it as a hobby. And then that was followed by edited excerpts from a really stupid album from 1966, I think, called Broken Stones. See the gag? Baroque, broken stones? Because eh. it's the Rolling Stones, and uh, they there was a lot of these 
adaptations of pop groups, you know, a lot of Beatles in the style of Bach, that kind of thing. So this was uh, a bunch of Rolling Stones songs done in archaic styles. And it was really a piece of shit. But that bit of tell me you're coming back to me segued into the most interesting musical part of the album, which was uh, an orchestral arrangement of Play With Fire. And you've heard everything on that album that I think is at all interesting in that little bit there. You're welcome. Another one of these little public services we try to provide here on Buckaroo Holiday. Now the final piece you heard in that set was something by Sulpitia Casis, who was a nun as well as a composer. And that thing you heard there was Il Mio Pio Vago Sole. I'll hazard a translation. Il Mio, Il Mio, I am ill. I am ill from this stench. Il Mio Pio. Uh, Vago, vague, and Sole, spelled soul, S-O-L-E. It's a type of fish. So, Il Mio Pio Vago Sole. I am ill from this stench, which is vaguely fish-like. I could be wrong about that, but anyway, I do know this. The piece dates from the year 1619, and, uh, you know, that wasn't an especially significant year, but it did mark the birth of an Englishman named Abiezer Kopp. It's not a household name or anything, except for some households. If you're uh, certain Marxists and folk singers, same thing, I guess. But Kopp was one of what they called ranters in the mid-1600s. There was a time when revolution was in the air and all kinds of unrest was sweeping through Britain. This Victorian writer, Lighton Strachey, I think he was a friend of like Aubrey Beardsley and that old group. He wrote about the era of the ranters and he described it uh, as a time when, I quote, Prophets and prophetesses ranged in crowds through the streets of London, proclaiming with complete certainty the explanation of everything, unquote. Imagine that. So Cop was a well-known ranter, especially fiery, ran around naked, knew something of a libertine, carry on drinking and whoring and, you know, having fun, which that part I can get with. I can understand that. But he's been seen as a precursor of people like Abby Hoffman. Hoffman was somebody I studied closely as a kid because I was trying to understand why all these radicals had gone from sit-ins, you know, flower power to bombing post offices and calling for the death of police officers. He wrote a book called Steal This Book and another one called Woodstock Nation. Lots of America spelled with a K, lots of off the pigs, lots of cocksure, sociopathic, hyperactive, messianic ego spew. My preteen mind learned about the emptiness and ugliness of it all. One memorable section gives his side of the Woodstock incident where he came on stage during the Who's set and commandeered the stage, started giving speeches. The gist of which was uh, this many people came together and revolted instead of sitting around listening to music. Then we would achieve, I guess, the socialist paradise uh, Abby Hoffman wanted for all of us. Well, that dream may yet be realized as it happens. Hate to harp on it, but hey. Anyway, at that time, Pete Townsend responded by smashing him with his guitar. So naturally in the book, Pete Townsend is painted as a part of the oppressor scum. 
Abiezer Cup back in the 1600s uh, endorsed some of the same philosophies as the later Abbey. The abolition of private property, the de-emphasis of individuality, if not eradication of same, any old correcting inequality thing, you know? Wonder if anybody smashed him in the head with a loot. Look here. Well, I'm smashed. Like I've gone and done it. I'm crashed. I think I stepped right on it. You know, I'm tempted to fade and it's getting late. And I'm real. Do my mind is spinning. I'm trill. The other side is winning. Before you count me out. Let me try to tell you what it is all about You know, I always thought that I was in control I always thought that I could play my role Since I came to this town My mind is upside down And I'm smashed Like a busted fender I'm crashed Where can I surrender? Deep out, coach, I'm through But I'll get myself together in a day or two I'm crying, you have to try me later Just between me and you I think I'll feel so much better in a day or two
I had a ribbon bow to tie my hair And a gown of calico that I could wear I'd surely get a sweetheart, a prince or a king A palace home where I would have everything If I had a ribbon bow to tie my hair This old world could come and go, I wouldn't care I'd stay up in my castle and I'd always wear A ribbon bow so fine to tie my hair All the live long day To the Lord above me All I do is pray For someone to love me If I had a ribbon bow all nice and clean I could be a princess or a fairy queen Charming then would court me His love he would swear Maxine Sullivan with uh, If I Had a Ribbon Bow. She was married to John Kirby, the chamber jazz band leader, and they did an inventive version of Loch Lomond, the Scottish tune, and became a huge hit, swing arrangement of it. So that kind of became a thing for her, and this is another case of taking an old uh, tune from what they call the British Isles and jazzing it up, as did Jeff Muldower and friends before that from an album called Private Astronomy, a tribute to the brilliant and doomed cornet player, piano player and composer, Big Spiderbeck, kind of a legend, played with Paul Whiteman and his own groups and Hoagie Carmichael. The piece was called Candlelights. The whole album is a beautiful recreation of that 20s jazz sound. The album came out around 2003, I think. And the first track was from an album whose title we disobeyed in that very set. The album's called Stop All That Jazz, and that's a cover version by Leon Russell of um, Mose Allison's song, Smashed. The original's great. Um, I prefer Leon's version, because it kind of sounds smashed. 
Well, the end of this buckaroo holiday is approaching. I hope you liked it. I hope somebody liked it. <laughs> Feel free to let me know. You know, it's uh, it's rarer than you think to hear nice things from people. Gets rarer all the time, and I think with some of what might be deemed provocative in my presentation tonight, um, I don't think it is, but, you know, these days. Hear that music behind me? That's music from Walt Disney World, from Epcot, Canadian Pavilion. You sit outside there, eating some Canadian food, whatever that is. I don't remember what they sell there. Bacon? Back bacon? Sounds good, eh? Anyway, you sit there outside, and the, this music just permeates. And it turns out the speakers are in the rocks or something. You know, the, the, the rock is a speaker. It was a long time ago, but that music I found pretty appealing. It's nice, right? Reminds me of an afternoon there, sitting next to my mom. Fado, fado. I won't be doing any more business with Disney. Gotta get some more music in before this show ends. Gonna play what you might call Japanese yacht rock from the early 70s or mid 70s, early 70s, I guess. Japanese band called Happy End, tune called Furaibo, which is uh, Wanderer.
Shut up! 
there's no fun. It's really, really boring radio. Shines from above. It's gotta last forever. I don't wanna find that one day I'm not on your mind. You better make it clear just where we go from here. I had someone lovely before. It didn't last forever. From now on, I gotta be sure It's gonna last forever If you feel the same way That I feel for you It's gotta last forever It didn't last forever From now on I gotta be sure It's gonna last forever If you feel the same way That I feel for you It's gotta last forever Started there with Fu Raibo by Happy End, produced by Van Dyke Parks. Happy End was led by a giant of Japanese music called Haruomi Hosono, or Harry Hosono as he sometimes went by. He took that band through permutations of California-type pop, and later on he led the Yellow Magic Orchestra. He did a lot of wild electronic stuff, and a bunch of old-timey Tin Pan Alley type of work too, real legends. After him, we had Mott the Hoople on the closing track from the deserved smash hit LP Mott. Their last one with Mick Ralphs before he took off to form the infinitely more successful and unlistenable band Bad Company. I Wish I Was Your Mother, it was called. After that was a bit of neo-punk from 94. It's a Welsh group called 60 Foot Dolls with Happy Shopper. I was just in the mood for something like that. It could have been anything. It wound up being that. And finally, a little British Invasion music. Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas. It's gotta last forever. But nothing does, and I'm gonna put this one to bed. Um, I didn't get to the original Forsyth number that I promised, or the Richard Butler one I mentioned earlier either. Come to mention it. Um, there's a couple of other things I'd hope to mention, including the Nachas I wanted to shep over my son Miles who made this show possible by building me a new badass computer. 
but I'll do all that very soon, I hope, on the next show, if any. So it's uh, July 3rd as I complete this one, and tomorrow is the annual celebration of the United States. I think there's plenty to celebrate in the past, present, and future of this country. I'm going to end this show with a sequence of four recordings, serving as a kind of an elegy and prayer for this country and all those in it who suffer and strive and try to help. You'll hear three of my all-time favorites, uh, the Beach Boys doing a song that was stupidly left off the Surf's Up album. Thanks, Mike Love, speaking of public nuisances. And then the album version of a classic by my beloved Laura Nero, and finally William Warfield singing one, conducted by its composer, our own Aaron Copeland. But first, a sweet and sour piece by Julius Hemphill called Reflections. This was from the first album of his I ever heard from 1975 with the title, I'm Probably Not Allowed to Say. In fact, when it was reissued, they retitled it after this cut. Julius Hemphill of the World Saxophone Quartet and other things. He was a fantastic composer and saxophonist. Meanwhile, thanks for listening. Happy birthday, America. See you later.
uncensored rage The black clad box Bombs bursting in air Bleed white, red, and blue Dry dawn's early light for the whole Where has it gone? Stripes and bright stars promise lost Ooh, where has it gone? Brothers, sisters, stand firmly and try Reaching the spacious skies For the
Throw 